Welcome back everyone. With the new year almost here, it's time to take a look at the best dividend aristocrats to consider in 2023. In this episode, I'll be going over how my three strategies to beat Noble are performing this year and since inception, and most importantly, I'll be sharing with you which dividend aristocrats have been chosen by each strategy to kick off the new year. Let's jump right in. If you invested in Noble, the dividend aristocrat ETF, at the start of the year, as of December 23rd, your position would be down 5.86%. Now that's not ideal, but it's significantly better than investing in many other funds and alternative investment vehicles this year. 2022 has been a rough year in the market, and the aristocrats were not exempt from this pain, at least not across the board. But there are plenty of dividend aristocrats that are still in the green this year. I don't have the exact figure as of December 23rd, but at the end of November, a total of 29 aristocrats had positive year-to-day total returns. December has been a wave of red thus far, so it's likely at least some of these 29 aristocrats have moved down and into the red, but I'd guess at least 20 are still holding on to a positive return. So the question I'm sure most of you are thinking right now is how can I identify these aristocrats that are performing better than average? And the answer is, I don't know. I don't have a magic ball that tells me where the best place to park my money at any given moment is. If I did, or if I had a magical formula that consistently beat the market, I know I for sure would not be sharing or selling it online. That's just not what people do. The people on YouTube that are promoting such promises typically sell snake oil. What I can offer you are my three simple strategies for selecting the best dividend aristocrats each month. Since I have been sharing these strategies publicly online, they have all managed to outperform Noble, the dividend aristocrat ETF, and the S&P 500 as measured by the SPY ETF. These strategies don't beat these two benchmarks every month, and sometimes they go out of favor for a while. But in theory, the principles these strategies are based on are sound. And thus far, when measured over a longer period of time, they seem to be working quite nicely. So let's talk about each strategy, how it's performing thus far, and which aristocrats it selected for January 2023. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first strategy is a simple play on valuation. Here I look for the 10 most undervalued aristocrats with a little help from dividend yield theory. This valuation technique is fast and simple. All you do is compare the current dividend yield to the trailing dividend yield. And if the current yield is higher than the trailing yield, this suggests undervaluation, and vice versa. I do this for all of the dividend aristocrats every month and select the 10 most undervalued aristocrats to be included in this buy and hold portfolio. This strategy finished November with a gain of 6.99%, which was 0.13% worse than Noble. In December thus far, this portfolio is down 4.58%, compared to a loss of 3.47% for Noble. So the past month and a half have not been ideal for this strategy, as it's given up some alpha to Noble. However, since inception, which was August of 2021, this portfolio continues to beat Noble by 5.41%. It's doing even better compared to SPY, with 20.54% of outperformance during the past almost 17 months. Year-to-date, this portfolio is down 3.07%, compared to a loss of 5.86% for Noble. But if we compare the individual monthly returns, this portfolio only outperformed Noble during 4 out of the last 12 months. The trend has been that when this portfolio loses, that loss is not large, but when this portfolio wins, the alpha it generates is substantial. The most undervalued strategy also happens to be the best performing strategy out of my three strategies. Another big benefit from this approach is the above average starting dividend yield for this portfolio. Since we are targeting undervalued aristocrats based on dividend yield, we typically invest in premium dividend yields across the board. 
The average dividend yield for the 10 most undervalued aristocrats right now is 3.73%, which is much better than the 2.5% average dividend yield for all 64 aristocrats. The 10 most undervalued aristocrats right now are Ecolab, that looks about 31% undervalued. SX Property Trust, that looks about 29% undervalued. Lowe's, that looks about 23% undervalued. Medtronic, that looks about 36% undervalued. 3M Company, that looks about 28% undervalued. Pentair, that looks about 22% undervalued. Stanley Black & Decker, that looks about 52% undervalued. Target, that looks about 31% undervalued. T. Rowe Price Group, that looks about 25% undervalued. And VF Corporation, that looks about 61% undervalued. What this strategy can tell us is which aristocrats look the most undervalued right now, but what it does not tell us is why. So it's purely based on quantitative data, and there's no guarantee that any of these aristocrats will yield strong returns going forward. I track how investing equally in all 10 most undervalued aristocrat works out, but I don't personally practice this investing strategy, and I wouldn't recommend it to you either. I would, however, suggest that this might be a good starting point to look for potential investment ideas. These 10 aristocrats are trading for a steep discount to where they were trading historically. The question is why? Are they unjustly discounted by the market? Or is there a fundamental reason why their prices have been driven down by investors? I'll leave it up to you to answer that question. Strategy number two is the fastest expected growth strategy. And unlike the valuation strategy, here I am focused on where each aristocrat might be headed in the future. I take the current undervaluation and combine it with the forecasted earnings growth to see which aristocrats are poised for the highest future growth. Historically, there has been a correlation between earnings growth and long-term total returns. So hypothetically, if we can accurately estimate how fast a given aristocrat will grow, we can also estimate which aristocrats present the best opportunity today. But since earnings forecasts are routinely inaccurate, and valuations are more art than science, this strategy isn't perfect, but I feel it still presents unique ideas for further evaluation. In November, this portfolio gained 6.14% and trailed Noble by 0.98%. And thus far in December, this portfolio is down 6.86% and losing to Noble by 3.39%. Again, not the best results during the current month, but like I mentioned earlier, these strategies do go in and out of favor. Since inception, this portfolio remains 1.06% ahead of Noble, and historically, it has performed better when the market is seeing strong returns. Given that bull markets last longer than bear markets, I do have high expectations that this strategy will offer a long-term alpha and may prove to be the best strategy out of the three. During the past nearly 17 months, what I have noticed is that this portfolio tends to be more volatile than Noble. It has big wins when the market is going up, but it also sees large losses when the market is down. Alpha of 1.06% is not that significant, and I think another bad month or two may see this strategy dip below Noble. The cushion over SPY is still pretty significant at 16.19% since August of 2021. The portfolio remains quite safe to hold on to this lead for a while longer. As of right now, the portfolio has 28 unique positions, with large exposure to Caterpillar, Chubb, IBM, Nucor, and Cisco. These five positions make up 44.25% of the entire portfolio, and are pretty significant drivers of the overall return. No additional money has been added to Caterpillar for 5 months, 7 months for Chubb and IBM, Nucor has been on the top 10 list for 8 consecutive months now, and Cisco has been on the top 10 list since inception, and remains on the January list as well. The impact each of these five aristocrats has on the portfolio is also unique. Caterpillar is up 22.06%, Chubb is up 19.66%, IBM is up 19.47%, Nucor is up 17.71%, and Cisco is up 0.28%. The next two largest positions are Albermalle and VF Corporation, that make up a little more than 11% of the portfolio. Both are not doing so great, with Albermalle being down 6.64%, and VF Corporation being down 44.53%. 
So from what I have observed is that not all of the presented aristocrats go on to deliver strong returns. But collectively, this list has been a good source of alpha over noble. And I also have not been tracking this strategy for that long, and dividend investing is a long-term game, so perhaps the bountiful returns are still on the horizon. The top 10 aristocrats poised for the fastest expected growth in January of 2023 have an average starting dividend yield of 3.05%. It's not quite as attractive as the 10 most undervalued aristocrats, but still much better than the average yield of all 64 aristocrats. The top 10 selections are Albermalley, Clorox, SX Property Trust, Granger, Nucor, Realty Income, Stanley Black & Decker, Cisco, VF Corporation, and West Pharma. And the third and final strategy is called the blended strategy, because it's essentially a blend of the first two. Here I look for the aristocrats poised for the fastest expected growth, but only amongst the potentially undervalued aristocrats. Since inception, this strategy is generating 1.8% of alpha over noble, and 16.93% of alpha over SPY. It's performing better than the fastest expected growth strategy, but not better than the most undervalued strategy. It finished November with a gain of 6.38%, trailing Noble by 0.74%, but it did outpace SPY during the month. In December it is down 4.77% and trailing Noble by 1.3%, but again it's doing better than SPY. If this portfolio won't be able to muster a comeback during the final week of December, this month will mark a 6 consecutive monthly loss to Noble. It's pretty remarkable that this portfolio continues to beat Noble even after losing to the ETF for 6 straight months. The portfolio is made up of 34 unique aristocrats and has a slightly more balanced allocation compared to the fastest expected growth portfolio. The top 5 positions only make up 31.66% of the portfolio, and 4 out of the top 5 largest aristocrats all have negative returns. So it's been the diversification and the smaller positions that have driven much of the alpha in this portfolio. The top 10 aristocrats chosen by this strategy are pretty similar to the selections made by the prior two strategies, but there are some differences. The selections are ADP, Clorox, Ecolab, SX Property Trust, Lowe's, Realty Income, Stanley Black & Decker, Cisco, VF Corporation, and West Pharma. The average starting dividend yield is 3.27%, which is better than the fastest expected growth selections, but below the most undervalued selections. These three strategies all work on fairly simple principles that revolve around valuation and fundamental growth. I believe investing should be kept as simple as possible, since it has not been proven that overly complex strategies perform better than simple ones. My strategies are meant as a starting point for further research, and I merely track the three buy and hold portfolios to see what results the presented aristocrats have attained. Before I wrap up here, let's go over the 29 aristocrats that have a positive year-to-date return through November this year. In 29th place we have Brown Foreman that is up 1.06%. In 28th place we have Becton Dickinson that is up 2.66%. Number 27 is Air Products and Chemicals, and it's up 4.01%. Number 26 is McDonald's, up 4.04%. Number 25 is Cintas, up 5.29%. Number 24 is Emerson Electric, up 5.42%. Number 23 is Walmart, up 6.6%. Number 22 is Johnson & Johnson, up 6.76%. Number 21 is Amcor, up 6.98%. Number 20 is ADP, up 8.63%. Number 19 is Pepsi, up 8.95%. Number 18 is Coca-Cola, up 10.62%. Number 17 is Cisco, up 12.79%. Number 16 is Chubb, up 15.02%. Number 15 is Caterpillar, up 16.43%. Number 14 is IBM, up 16.99%. Number 13 is Atmos Energy, up 17.56%. Number 12 is Granger, up 17.89%. In 11th place we have Consolidated Edison, up 18.95%. Number 10 is Albermalley, up 19.51%. In 9th place we have AbbVie, up 23.71%. 
Number 8 is General Dynamics, up 23.78%. In 7th place we have Affleck, up 26.33%. Number 6 is Nucor, up 33.02%. In 5th place we have General Parts Company, up 33.34%. Number 4 is Archer Daniels Midland, up 46.92%. In 3rd place we have Cardinal Health, that is up 59.74%. In 2nd place we have Chevron, up 61.85%. And in first place, and the best aristocrat this year is ExxonMobil, up 89.14%. The top 3 best performing aristocrats this year have been selected by at least one of my strategies this year. And 7 out of the top 10 best performing aristocrats are part of at least one buy and hold portfolio. In total, 19 out of these 29 aristocrats have appeared on at least one of my top 10 lists since August of 2021. Now even though these aristocrats were chosen by my strategies, it doesn't mean that my strategies were able to capture their positive gains. Sometimes the returns in the portfolios are better, and sometimes they are not. That's all part of investing. You're not going to get every trade right, but the few that you do will likely offset some of the poor choices you make. 